Welcome back, everybody. QI Punks. This is The Data is Revolting, Episode 8, Scaling Up and Out, How to Go Big and How to Go Broad with Your Projects. And we will talk about that in just a moment. If you graph the numbers of any system, patterns emerge. All right, back with episode eight. Uh, we're going to talk about scaling up and out and how to, how to take your projects really big today. If you are working on something that's just an individual project, uh, take, for instance, my cursing project that I had done, or if you're doing one of the really common ones like, oh, I want to lose weight, or I want to make my 5K running time faster, something that's, that's just about you, you don't really ever do this. You just do your PDSAs, um, you work on scaling those things, um, learning over time, developing knowledge and all of that. But if you're a leader in a healthcare system or you work in a healthcare system and you're going to try to develop a project that's going to touch a lot of people, um, an entire patient population, at some point when in the process that we've talked about in episode six and episode seven, where you've developed a lot of PDSAs, maybe you've been working on things on your own or with a small group of people, maybe another partner that you have or one or two people that work on your same shift. Um, at some point, you've done a lot of PDSAs, you've made a ton of progress, you've learned a ton, which really is the purpose of your PDSAs, is to develop knowledge about whatever it is that you're trying to improve. And now that you're sitting here with all of that knowledge, you probably are looking at something that you say, I, I, you know, it's not perfect, but it's really well refined. We've tweaked things, we've learned a lot, we've gotten rid of some inefficient stuff, we have developed things that we think really work well. And now that this is working well, either for you know me and my partner, one or two of us, maybe three or four of us, um, a couple of us that work on nights together and, and talk about how to do things better, um, you know, what do you do with that? Now that you think it's working for a few of you, how do you actually spread? How do you scale this up and out? And some of that's going to depend on what your level of spread is, how big your organization is, what sort of department you work on, um, and really what the what the level you sit at the organization is. You know, if you're a frontline provider, you're probably going to need to get some folks within leadership on board with this to sponsor what you're doing. Um, it can be dangerous um, and or really inefficient or can you know mark you as like the bad employee if you go out and do these things on your own um, and if you're a supervisor if you're at a manager level kind of mid-management where I sit at there's really nothing I can do without employee engagement without employee um, you know we're, we're gonna use the term buy-in we, we can talk about how buy-ins maybe not totally what you want but you're gonna need to enlist people in your process so really what are you trying to do are, are you trying to spread this on a shift are you trying to spread this to the rest of your department are you trying to spread it over a unit in a hospital or maybe an entire hospital facility and wherever you're going to do this however you're planning on scaling up and out um, you're gonna need a change team 
you're actually going to need a few people on board with that. We're going to talk about how to build your team a little more in depth on episode nine. But essentially, once you've got that team built, you're going to go through another series of PDSAs about how this works with them. It might not be as slow and as iterative um, as it was when you were working on things by yourself where you tweak and you try something new every day um, or you're only trying things with one or two people. You may actually you know, have a 30-person department that you go to and do a briefing and explain the program. Um, it starts to look a lot more like implementation at that point with scaling up and out because you do have something here that works. You know, if it, worked, it worked well for you as an individual. It worked well with you and your partner. It worked well with maybe another set of folks that you work with. You know, I'm in EMS, so another ambulance crew. Um, if you're in the hospital, maybe, you know, an, another set of nurses or a couple of respiratory techs tried it and it seemed to work well. Um, but you're going to need to do a series of PDSAs across a big, wide um, uh, group of people. And you're not necessarily testing stuff out at this point. What you're trying to do is you're trying to learn about the perspective of other people that aren't you, an entire group of people. So if maybe you know, you've got four or five ambulances that work on nights on A shift with you, and this is working for everybody on A shift, this new process, what you're wanting to do is get this into the hands of everybody that works on B shift. You know, you know it's possible. You know that the thing that you're trying to do can be successful. You know that it works for a group of professionals. But now you're going to try to use it on a different day, on a different shift. Or maybe I work days and we're trying to see if this works at night. Maybe we've got the whole ER doing a thing to, let's say, reduce infection on IV starts that involves hand washing or IV prep or some other stuff. Now we're going to try to see if we can copy and paste that up to a, a telehealth bed or a med surge floor. Um, and so what are the concerns that come up from that group? What are the barriers they face within their working environment? Because it might not be the exact same as yours. Don't assume that whatever works for you for a small group of folks in a certain circumstance is going to work really well in on a different shift for a different group of people, maybe for a different certification level of people. Um, even if it's a, like for the EMS world, it's a BLS skill and you trial it with a bunch of EMTs, don't necessarily assume that the medics perform a BLS skill the exact same way that the EMTs will do that BLS skill. Different barriers, different perceptions, different lenses, um, different sets of concerns. And really what you're trying to do is tease out as you scale up as you scale out, as you make this thing bigger, you know, what are the new barriers that come up? What are the concerns that come up? Um, and really what you're wanting to do is you want to build this team, an improvement team, so that quality improvement, process improvement, system improvement becomes something that people are really invested in. Um, and to do that, you're going to need to grab folks from that floor, from that shift, explain to them the whys. And, and, and we had kind of talked about a lot of this in the, in the beginning three or four episodes um, on this series about how to approach quality improvement. So now that you're starting to get well-versed in this, you've been practicing this, this is now spreading that out to the other members of the team so that they can see what's going on. So a lot of the same stuff, explaining the why behind what you want to do. What's the goal of this project? 
getting that into a digestible bite so that people can absorb it because we talked about competing priorities and that people have a lot of things that are that are looking for their attention in the workplace. So why is this the important thing to focus on? And you're really going to need to distill that down for them. One of the best ways of doing that is enlisting people on your team and help or not helping having them help you build the process for scaling up and out. Because when people build something, they really, really want to see it succeed. So there's kind of two two reasons that you bring folks onto your team. One is because the lens that they have is a lens you don't have and it helps you build a better product. But it also makes it much, much easier when you get to the implementation phase because they will want to implement things that they had a hand in building. It does you know, two really important things with that. Um, and to do that, you're going to need a team. And we're going to talk in episode nine about how to build that team. So hopefully you are working on some things. You've got a project going on. You've got an improvement uh, initiative that you're undertaking that you're starting to bring out into the field. I really hope that you're that you're improving stuff based on this podcast. Um, if this is working, let me know. If it's not, let me know. Uh, QI Punks on Instagram, QI Punks on Twitter. You can find uh, me pretty easily on there. Uh, this podcast is also something that I am doing my own kind of personal improvement project on to try to deliver information more effectively in a podcast. Uh, and in eight episodes, uh, I, I don't really have a scaling up and out on this. I'm just sort of doing it. But there are many, many things that I would like to go back and change about episodes one and two and three and four, and even probably six and seven, uh, because I don't think I've quite nailed this yet, but I think eight is better than one from a quality standpoint, from a production standpoint, from a listening to myself talk on a microphone standpoint. Um, but that's, of course, just my lens. Very interested in yours. So shoot me a line. Uh, if you got questions about improvement projects, I'd love to answer them. Um, let's start a discussion about how to make things better. Uh, and until then, keep improving.